All right, well, good morning, everybody. How you guys doing this morning? Good. good. Guys, welcome to Pierce Point Community Church, and I would like to say a special welcome to those of you who are watching online. My name's Adam Black. I'm the worship leader here at Pierce Point, but I'm also one of your deacon in trainings. Uh, now, just by a show of hands, real quick, before we get into this, how many of you have ever had trouble enjoying the day that you are in because you're thinking about or stressing about the day that is yet to come? I'm definitely in that category. Um, I'm actually going to uh, open this with a little bit of a testimony, kind of how the past few weeks have gone for me and why today's message is a very timely message on things. Um, So last week I was actually rushed to the ER uh, because I thought I was having a stroke. Um, I was dealing with panic attacks um, for, I've been dealing with panic attacks for many months now. Uh, and it got really bad to the point where I had a panic attack that lasted for a couple days. Um, I was kind of at a heightened sense of anxiety, and we were eating dinner, and my face stopped moving. Um, I looked at my wife, and she thought I was having a stroke, and I felt fine. Uh, But we went to the hospital, and thankfully, they said that I had Bell's palsy and it was not a stroke. So I just had some condition. If you're not, not familiar with Bell's palsy, it's basically where one side of your face is paralyzed because of a, a nerve in your face. This can happen because you're sick or because of stress. So panic attacks probably led to this symptom, which I'll get to the testimony side of it, which is I went to the hospital for one reason. They found out that I had high blood pressure. That was one of the things that's helped and cause the panic attacks, and that has led me to being on new medication, which is helping me ease out anxiety. So I want to say that first, before I say this thing about anxiety, uh, we do have doctors that do marvelous things. Um, so we need to understand our medical conditions as well as the prayer conditions. But today I'm going to be focusing on the prayerful side of, of anxiety, the way of seeking God first and all these things. Um, so I do believe that Jesus knew that many of us deal with anxiety and he actually gives us instructions on how to deal with this. Now, but before I get into those instructions, I'm going to give you the big picture of this message, and that is the topic for today, Matthew 6, 33. Uh, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. This is the key that we are given. If anxiety is the lock, this is the key to put God first in our lives. Now, this is not really new information that I'm giving you. We've heard put God first a trillion times in church. But this scripture is near the end of Jesus' teaching in Matthew. And I want us to pick up a little bit further back to where he started. Like I said, this is the big picture. And whenever we're standing in front of a big picture, we need to take a few steps back so we can see the details. Now, one thing I do love about the Bible is that When you look at the books of the Bible, there are chapters and and verses, and we have so cleverly sandwiched little titles in between the books of the Bible. Uh, This makes some things easier to find in Scripture, but this also makes sometimes understanding the context of the Scripture easier to read and easier to understand. So let's back up. Uh, We were at verse 33. Let's back up to verse 25, and you will see in your Bible, if you have it open, it'll be titled, the cure for anxiety, and then it'll be Matthew 6, 25 through 34. And it starts off like this, 25. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried about your life. Now, wait a minute. For this reason. 
If you start reading a verse in the Bible, and it starts with for this reason, you need to go back just a little bit further. So one verse further, above the title of a cure for anxiety, it says in verse 24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. You know, a lot of times we read this verse and we just think about the money part, which is true, but Jesus is saying something much bigger than money here. He's saying that you can't serve two masters. doesn't matter what the other thing is competing for mastery in your life. You can't serve God and anything else. So why did he talk about money? Probably because that's one of the things that we are all most likely to stress about. For many of us, money means security in our lives. It represents provision for our family. Uh, so a lot of us struggle with money. Jesus says you can't serve both God and money. He's not saying that money is bad. He's just saying that money is a bad master. Now, for some of you, money may not be your struggle. Some of you be saying, that's, that's not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I have enough to ease my burdens in life. So we need to ask ourselves another question. What is competing for mastery in our lives? Because you can't serve God and money. But you also can't serve God and your goals. You can't serve God and your business. You can't serve God and social media or the perception of how people view you. Uh, you know, I, I was looking through this and there's, uh, I think a lot of people can relate to this one where we can say uh, we're married to our work. You know, but if you, if you are in a marriage and you understand the significance of how important your relationship is with your spouse, and you say that you're married to something else, are you saying that you're fully dedicated to your spouse in this moment? Or are you saying that my attention is somewhere else? This is, this is the principle that, God is, uh, that Jesus is giving us here. You can't serve two masters. Anything that is competing for the mastery in your life is the recipe for stress, anxiety, and worry. You're putting your focus somewhere where it shouldn't be. So when we go back in and we read through the rest of this, uh, this verse, the cure for anxiety, we start in 25. For this reason, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Well, if, you, if you've known anybody with anxiety and you talk to them and you say, hey, just don't worry about it, it is literally the worst thing you can tell somebody who's dealing with anxiety. And somebody who has dealt with anxiety, there is no logical reason in your head why things are the way they are. So when you say just don't worry about it, you can't grasp it. You can't, you can't pull yourself from that rut. But thankfully, that again, for this reason in verse 25, we need to go back to verse 24. If you read it like this, you can't serve two masters, and for this reason, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. What is Jesus saying here? He is saying you can't serve all of these things in your life without putting me first. You cannot serve two masters. Why are you worried about these things? Put God first. Because look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? 
And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? When you put the Lord first, things follow. It is our mind that is saying, I'm so worried about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to wear, all these things. It becomes a master in our life instead of serving God first. If we go up into verse 28, and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed like one of these flowers. Read that first. You can't serve two masters, so why are you anxious about your clothing? Let's go on to verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, this is a very easy scripture to understand when you do read it through the lens of you cannot serve two masters. So we need to ask ourselves, what is the master that we're serving? And the thing that I wrestle with is, is, is somebody who's a creative person and just an artist in my general nature is I romanticize the idea of work. And I romanticize the idea of coming to, uh, f- having things come to fruition. I love the making of things. And it is so easily turned into a master in my life when I'm just sitting there going, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to focus on this project and I'm going to get all these things out of the way. I'm not really focusing on the Lord in that moment. And it can become very, uh, it can get out of hand very quickly. You might be saying that my, uh, my uh, work is the master in my life. You can be saying that my school, my education is the master in my life. My side projects are the master in my life. We can all substitute anything we want. But what Jesus is telling us is that the priority, the order of which we are doing things is God first. Because, again, the key, the verse is seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. This is not just seek first his kingdom. It's also seek first his ways. When we seek first his ways, all of these things will be added. It doesn't mean that we can't do well in our job. It doesn't mean that we can't have the wantingness to strive for uh, perfection in areas of our life. But again, it goes back to the, the money quote about being a master. It's not bad. It's just not a good master. And this is where we need to put God first. So that's something that I've really been uh, wrestling with over the past few weeks. And I think this is a very timely message, um, which is funny because I, I want to just share with you guys really quickly that This message was supposed to happen four weeks ago, something along those lines, and I went through a lot to get to this message today, where I'm now looking at this saying, hey, the guy that's really struggling with anxiety in the church is going to tell y'all how to fix it a little bit, and it's it's a fun process because we we get to sit and look at this and say, am I doing this for me, or am I doing this for the Lord? 
because full transparency, this is always a struggle for me. Oh, I've, I've been transparent about that the whole time. Getting up here and talking and preaching, it's always a struggle for me. Uh, but my prayer, and I'll kind of end it with this, is, is uh, it's a little funny, a little tongue-in-cheek, but it's also a very real thing. Um, Lord, I didn't ask for this, but you have called me to this position, which means I know that you're going to get me out of it. I know you're going to watch over me. And so when our priority first is seeking the Lord, that our anxieties fade away because we know that he's watching over us and he's guiding us in all things. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I do thank you that when we put you first in all things, uh, you are watching over us. You are providing for us. You are there to give us all of our necessities in life and even our wants and desires. But Lord, I ask right now that we can continue to keep you first. And as we uh, move throughout the day, Lord, let us focus on you in the moment and give you the praise and honor that you are worthy of. I thank you for this time. I ask that uh, the words that have been spoken can stay in our heart and resonate with us as we continue to grow closer with you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.